Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here. As we wind down this season of Talk Money, we're reflecting on how the pandemic continues to ebb and flow. With the Delta variant surging, the rules keep changing, especially when it comes to stores and indoor spaces. In our last episode, we talked about the challenges faced by the retail industry. It was suffering way before the pandemic. But with many of us staying home more and seeing people less, shopping has taken a real hit. Molly Howard, one of the co-founders of Laline and an alumna of Rag & Bone, has made a career out of focusing on practicality, and she's ready to roll with the punches to keep her company relevant. Let's get started. Molly, how did you end up starting your own fashion brand? Tell us your journey. <laughs> so my journey is a little bit complicated and kind of all over the map. I've definitely dabbled in a lot of other things before I ended up here. Even going back as far as college, I was majoring in urban studies and I focused a lot on public education. So I spent my summers interning in charter schools around New York City. And from there, I somehow ended up interning after my junior year in college at an investment bank, Credit Suisse which I actually, much to my surprise, ended up really, really loving and then started doing that full-time. And during my time there, I was exposed to a lot of deals that were on the retail side. And for me, that was always the most exciting because it was like we would work on a deal. I would spend, you know, obviously 20-hour days, seven days a week for however many months closing a deal. And then I'd actually get to like walk out on the street and pass by the store or the brand that we'd been working on. And for me, that like how tangible it was and how much it, played into my real life made me just that much more excited about the deals. So based off of that, I decided I wanted to work in in retail, but it wasn't necessarily that it was fashion so much for me. It was just more retail and the concept that like people go out, work hard, make their money, and then they choose to spend their money in this way. So for me, it could have looked a lot of different ways, but I ended up speaking to a ton of different companies after my third year of banking, it was now at this point, and I decided that I wanted to go work for Rag & Bone. I was really excited about them at the time because they were becoming a household name, but there were still plenty of people I would say, like, I'm working at Rag & Bone, and they said, what? And I had to, you know, they make denim, they make women's and men's clothing. But for me, I really liked that they were at that, like, pivotal growth stage. So there was something about the stage of the brand that I really loved. And also I just really loved the guys who were running it, who were super passionate, and it was a real extension of who they were, which I always thought, in all the brands I looked at, that that was always pretty core to it was that it was, I know this word is super overused, but like an authentic extension of the people who created it. And so, yeah, so I was at Rag & Bone for three and a half years, like I said, during like a quite pivotal, big change in the company. Um, and it grew and grew. When I left, I think it was about 350 employees. And when I started, it was just under 40. So it grew a ton in like quite short time. And... Then I left to start my company, Laleen, which is what I do now. And when you're banking, what would be the, the right description to say what retail is from a business component? That was the thing that was funny about it for me was what, when I say it wasn't really about fashion, like retail included for me even working on 
I worked on Dwayne Reed deal. So it was like any consumer product was how I saw it and what I liked. So that's why I'm saying I happen to personally love fashion, but I was never someone who like poured over the pages of Vogue magazine and watched fashion shows. My partners now are always like, did you see Marc Jacobs show yesterday? I'm like, no, because I'm more interested in the idea of consumer products, less about the fashion of it all. I mean, in my personal life, I obviously I care about it to an extent, but for me, I'm really more focused on the idea of how people choose to spend their money and what they want to bring into their home. So for retail consumer goods, as it relates to banking, was really any product that people were buying. And so that was the push for me there. And do you remember the moment that you said, all right, I've worked at Rag and Bone. I've been on the banking side of this. Now I actually want to start my own company. So as a company grows, obviously that it changes in a lot of ways. But for me, I felt like I was getting more and more pigeonholed back into finance because, you know, when I started at Rag and Bone, there was no CEO, there was no CMO. It was a, actually kind of like a young company, which I loved, but I got to have my hands in everything, which I really, really loved because I never found myself to be just right brain or just left brain. I always thought that I was somewhere in the middle and it was, I thought that that made me kind of like unique in what my skill set was because yeah, I couldn't design the clothes, but I could recognize what clothing was going to sell well and what was going to appeal to people. So I liked being somewhere in the middle. But as we were growing at Rag and Bone and obviously departments were becoming more siloed and everything, I felt like I just had my hands less in everything and I didn't want to go back to finance. That was like what I'd come away from. So the more I just thought about it, the more I was like, kind of wanted to be my own, but that felt so crazy to me and it felt like an impossibility because these people around me who were running these companies were people that I so respected and I still do to this day, especially my two bosses at Rag and Bone, David and Marcus, the founders. And I couldn't imagine myself in their shoes because I have imposter syndrome like every other person does. And I just couldn't even consider it. And then I met these two women, Meredith and Valerie, who are my now partners. And they, for me, were also super intimidating at that moment. They were older than I was. They are older than I am. They had really storied careers in the industry. Meredith worked at Vogue for 16 years and Valerie for 10. So they overlapped for 10 years there. And I always kind of knew who they were because they'd come into Rag and Bone for appointments. I met them through a mutual friend and they basically came up with the concept of Aline and they came to me not necessarily asking me to be a partner, but more wanting to explain what they were thinking and saying to me like, here's this concept we have, but we know what we know and we know what we don't know. And what we don't know is anything about how to run a business. Would this even work? How would it work? What would it look like? And and essentially, do you know anyone or do you have any advice to us of how we could do this? And I, that moment for me, I was like, oh, this is kind of everything I'd wanted just coming to me at my feet. I was just like, I couldn't believe but they hadn't asked me, right? So so instead of coming back to them with ideas and suggestions, I went into my full Molly banker mode and I came back with a full deck <laughs> that was basically a business plan of the company, what it should look like, that it should be direct to consumer, that it should be buy now, wear now, that we should be doing weekly drops and you know, a, a whole host of things in which I thought would make sense to structure a business from the start, right? So you don't become fully dependent on wholesale. So you don't, make all these seasonal items that become irrelevant once the season's over. All of these kind of thoughts I'd gathered during my time at Rag and Bone. And then also during my time in banking on the other side, seeing the pitfalls that these brands sometimes came into. And and also, you know, really trying to focus even from the start on 
maintaining healthy margins, not overspending and not buying your sales, which a lot of our peers do, right? So focus on like a healthy business, not just like a well-known company. So how do you become profitable early on, which for fashion is super rare. And so coming up with a business plan for all of that, I went back to them and I was like, here's my plan. This is how I think you should do it. You can have this plan even if you don't think I'm the right person, but I want to be the CEO and I want to be a third owner. At that moment, they were like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised, but really, really excited. And then I went back to talk to my bosses at Rag and Bone to let them know what I was doing. They knew Meredith and Valerie well. They were super supportive. David, Neville, one of the two guys immediately joined our advisory board as soon as we set that up. So they were nothing but supportive. And then we kind of went off to the races to figure out how to, how to actually start it. Not only did they figure out how to start it, Molly and her co-founders have created a lifestyle brand beloved by celebrities and regular folk alike. Since 2015, they've grown and developed a signature look, one that works whether you're out on the town or stuck at home on Zoom. This episode was produced by Olivia Briley and me, Mesh Lakani. It was mixed by Valentino Rivera with help from Eduardo Perez and featured music by Blue Dot Sessions. If you can, write us a review. It goes a long way and helps us get discovered. Please share this episode with your friends and stay tuned on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Until next time.